0: This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Just about everyone uses mobile phones these days. Some use them constantly, but some experts say health risks have been downplayed. We'll have the story.
1: There is a double risk of malignant brain tumors in those people who use phones heavily for 10 years. Even for tobacco, you don't find evidence of an increased risk after 10 years.
0: Then, America is truly addicted to energy. It fuels our nation and our economy. What can we do to save energy in our homes and businesses?
2: There's often a three- or four-fold difference between how much energy one building is consuming versus the other.
0: Those two stories, and much more, are coming your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. The show gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Cell phones have become ubiquitous. In fact, experts say they're used by more than 91% of Americans. But should you be concerned about possible risks to your family's health? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here to find out. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Dr. Deborah Davis is a well-known epidemiologist,
2: founding director of the Toxicology and Environmental Studies Board at the U.S. National Academy of Sciences, visiting professor at Harvard and Georgetown Universities, and author of a book called Disconnect, The Truth About Cell Phone Radiation, What the Industry Has Done to Hide It, and How to Protect Your Family. Dr. Davis, welcome to InfoTrack.
1: Thank you so much. Delightful to be here.
2: Now, you believe that cell phone radiation is a pending health crisis. Tell us why.
1: Well, we know that cell phone radiation from today's smartphones has the ability to damage DNA from experimental studies that have been done. We know that human sperm exposed to cell phone radiation will die three times faster in studies that have been done on healthy human males. And we also have an indication that long-term heavy use of cell phones increases the risk of malignant brain tumors. So for all of those reasons, I think we need to be smarter about the ways that we use cell phones today.
2: Now there's been a lot of research on this topic, and usually the studies say there's no danger from cell phone radiation. So why are we not hearing about this?
1: Well, you're absolutely right. Most studies, for example, of cell phone radiation and brain cancer find no risk. Let me tell you how almost all of them define exposure and use of cell phones. They define a user as someone who makes one call a week for six months. And then the average amount of use of a cell phone is about five or six years. Now, what we know about brain cancer is that it can take a long time from first exposure until the brain cancer occurs. In fact, after the bombings that ended World War II in Japan, there was no increase in brain cancer 10 years after, 20 years after, 30 years after. The increase in brain cancer from the bombing of Japan showed up only 40 years later. Hmm. So the fact that all of the studies of brain cancer on average show no increased risk is what we would expect at this time. In fact, the World Health Organization Interphone study shows that while there's no overall risk, there is a doubled risk of malignant brain tumors in those people who use phones heavily for 10 years. Now, even for tobacco, you don't find evidence of an increased risk after 10 years. So we've got to think, I think, of cell phone radiation as a avoidable risk factor, and we can do something about it right now. That's why I set up Environmental Health Trust to give your children, your teachers, parents showing you simple things you can do to protect yourself from cell phone radiation.
2: Is the greatest concern just when you're holding the phone to your head during a conversation, or should people think twice about keeping a phone in their pocket?
1: The answer, unfortunately, is both. But the most important risk for us to avoid, particularly with young children, is the risk of holding the phone directly next to the brain, because most people don't appreciate that a cell phone basically is a two-way microwave radio it uses the same frequency as a microwave oven although it's thousands of times weaker but a microwave oven will boil a cup of water in two minutes with a thousand watts of power a cell phone which has far less than one watt of power can be held next to the brain for hours a day and that's why we're very concerned about holding cell phones directly next to the brain in fact the cleveland clinic in the united states and a number of other major research institutions around the world have shown the following. Men who use cell phones heavily have half the sperm count of others, and controlled studies of sperm taken from those men show that they have three times more damage in the sperm when exposed to cell phone radiation. So what you need to do is take that phone out of your pocket or turn it off and use a headset or a speakerphone And a hollow-tubed headset is better than a regular one, but any headset will substantially reduce your radiation, so long as you do not keep the phone directly on the body.
2: Now, what about these wireless Bluetooth headsets? They do allow you to keep the phone away from your head, but they themselves emit a radio signal, right?
1: Yes, but they're thousands of times weaker. So Bluetooth works fine, but you don't want to keep any device like that on 24-7. And certainly, we want to discourage... Everyone from sleeping with their phone under their pillow or young women who are athletes from putting the cell phone in their bra.
2: Some people have no landline. They need to keep their cell phone on all the time. What distance is safe?
1: I recommend that people go back to landlines wherever they can for two reasons. One is for security purposes. When the electricity goes out, your cordless phone, if you have one, will not work. But if you have a corded landline, it will work. And a cordless phone is like a cell phone in that it's emitting radiation all the time. Although there are newer designs now that don't do that. The answer of a safe distance is probably a few inches. In fact, if you go to our website, environmentalhealthtrust.org, I have posted on there the fine print warnings that occur with all of the smartphones today. And what they say is avoid keeping the phone directly next to the body. Safe distance for the BlackBerry is 0.98 inches.
2: We're talking with Dr. Deborah Davis, a well-known epidemiologist and author of a book called Disconnect the Truth About Cell Phone Radiation, What the Industry Has Done to Hide It, and How to Protect Your Family. Dr. Davis, we see cell phone towers just about everywhere now. Should people who live near one of those be concerned at all?
1: Well, the standards for cell phone towers in the United States and Canada are a thousand times higher than in other modern countries like Austria or Brazil. So we've got to look at the standards for cell phones. But in fact, you don't hold a tower directly next to your brain. But if a tower is located directly outside your bedroom, that's not a good idea. And when I mean directly, I mean the top of the tower line of sight should not be going through your bedroom. We do understand there's some paradoxes in our society because people love their phones, but they hate those towers. And we need to have a more informed national conversation about how we're going to use this technology in a smarter and safer way for all of us. The tower issue is one that also does need to be addressed, but I focus on the cell phone safety issue and particularly on the need to protect children's brains because none of the standards that we have for cell phones today was set with the idea in mind that cell phones would be used by billions of young people with very small heads and developing brains. The brain of a child is still growing, their skulls are thinner, and that's why it's not a good idea for children to keep phones directly next to their brain. In fact, the government of France passed a law last year making it illegal to sell or design or market a phone for a young child. The Israeli government, which is very sophisticated in its use of radar and microwave technology on which a cell phone relies, the Israeli government has warnings posted on their website about children and cell phones and about how everyone else should use a headset, use a speakerphone and not keep the phone directly on the body.
2: Dr. Davis has a kind of a final thought. What advice can you offer parents who are concerned about their children?
1: Well, first of all, children should not use cell phones next to their brains unless it's an absolute emergency. I recognize these can be practical devices, but your children need parents more than they need a phone. If a child has to have a phone, they need to know how to use it with a speakerphone or a headset. And for goodness sakes, be sensible and control their use. Do not let your children sleep with their phones or have them late at night. We need to ask ourselves whether we've gotten out of hand at dinner times, where you see young families sitting down and everybody's looking at their phone and no one's talking to one another. This is the time in a family's life when your children are young that you have an opportunity to influence them in a constructive manner and that ends fast enough when they hit adolescence. We don't need to let that happen any sooner in our children's lives and that's why I think we need to have a civil conversation about the appropriate use of this technology. Cell phones save lives, there's no question about it, They've improved our ability to respond to emergencies. But we've got to be smarter about how we use them, and we've got to protect our children, who, after all, are going to be using these devices in ways that never have happened in human history.
2: Dr. Deborah Davis, epidemiologist and author of a book called Disconnect, The Truth About Cell Phone Radiation, What the Industry Has Done to Hide It, and How to Protect Your Family. Dr. Davis, give us your website one more time.
1: EnvironmentalHealthTrust.org.
2: Thank you
0: very much for joining us on InfoTrack.
1: Thank you.
2: For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mack.
0: Next, energy's critical to fuel our nation. What can you do to slash costs and start saving? The facts you need, straight ahead. You're listening to
1: InfoTrack. More after this.